Welcome to our Salt and Light podcast. Jesus is searching for people who are willing to leave it all behind in order to follow him. Remember to take notes and share this podcast. I'm here to tell you today that the God we serve does not take you to any place in your life to see if you will succeed. He takes you by the hand, goes before you, and ordains your success. I said he ordains your success. Somebody say with me, follow. I want to read to you out of Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. The word of God states, verse 24 of Matthew 16. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. And what does it say right there? And follow me. If anybody wants to come after me, you must put away your desires, deny yourself, take up your cross. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever puts away his desires, whoever takes up his cross. Now, if you can look at me for a minute. Every time I will read this scripture, I will think about, man, it must be so heavy to follow Christ. Man, this, this is hard to do. I will think of the things that I would have to take in my life. Uh, you know, I don't know what's across to you. Some pain, uh, maybe something in your past. Uh, it can be as simple as your mother-in-law. I don't know. I don't know what it is that, that you carry. <laughs> it could be your husband. Come on, let's be real. I want you to think about this for a moment. When Jesus was speaking about the cross, he wasn't speaking about something that they would carry the rest of their life. When Jesus was speaking about the cross, everybody that was hearing him knew that what he meant was death. Anybody that would be with the cross at the time of the time of Jesus walking on the earth will go to crucifixion. So he says, if you want to follow me, I need you to put away your desires, deny yourself. I need you to take your cross and follow me. Would you close your eyes with me? Let's pray together. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Today, we pray that our hearts will receive your word and that it will give fruit. Holy Spirit, use my lips. Come and shift, God, our understanding and take us to you, to who you are. We want to walk in your truth. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. We're sitting on an inflatable mattress in an apartment, one-bedroom apartment, it's literally one bedroom, kitchen there, everything is so close together. And I look at her and I tell her, one day, we're going to have a big house. We're 20 years old, going to school, working overtime. I see her and I tell her, one day, we're going to have two kids. 
she smiles says I know we will I go but let me tell you something my daughter is going to look just like you I know I married up and I said my son <laughs> I should have prayed harder <laughs> working 60 to 74 hours a week going to school 15 to 18 hours every semester but I had a dream come on I want you to hear this today. I had a dream, and no matter the cost, I was going to give her that house. Are you hearing me? Now I want you to look at me for a moment. God has placed a dream in your life, a call, a promise. I need you to stay with me, no matter the cost. See, when Jesus is saying, take up your cross he's not asking you to suffer <laughs> the rest of your life he's inviting you to an eternal life <laughs> no matter the cost come on he's preparing a house for us I don't know if you can get this he's preparing a house for you and he invites you in and says follow me somebody say with me follow me it doesn't matter who goes with you. It doesn't matter. Nobody else walks there. He's telling you, I have a dream for you. I have a promise. And this is not just about your house or your car or what you can accomplish on this earth. This is about an eternal life that I have for you. Well, there will be no more pain. Come on, somebody say amen. Where you will walk in the streets of gold and everything that you do will be revealed by his glory. And I tell you, this is heaven. If you can please look at me for a moment. Heaven is not what you accomplish. It's not what you can get. Heaven is his presence, him being with you. That is heaven. And we live heaven on earth when we say, Jesus, you're welcome here. Mm. But I have a promise. And no matter the cost, gonna get her that house so Jesus goes to the cross and dies for you and for me and invites us says follow me in the book of Numbers chapter 13 there's a story that I want to go over with you Numbers chapter 13 the people of Israel have gotten out of Egypt they were in slavery for many years and now they're out of, of slavery they're out of Egypt in their way to the promised land and they're following Moses as the leader and the word of God states in verse 1 of Numbers 13 and the Lord spoke to Moses saying send men to spy out the land of Canaan which I'm giving the children of Israel listen to this I want you to send them to a promise to an inheritance that's theirs from each tribe of their fathers, you should send a man, everyone, a leader. Somebody say with me, leader. Listen to who, who God is calling a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness, a parent, according to the command of the Lord. All of the men who were heads, who were leaders of the children of Israel. I believe God's calling out leaders today. So if you're ready, I said God's calling out leaders. So if you're ready, I want you to say with me, oh yeah, 
See, I need you to get this in your spirit. When God gets ready to take you into an inheritance, a promise in your life, He will direct you to places you don't want to go to. And He'll say, follow me. Somebody say with me, follow me. See, when He gets you out of Egypt, and you can read the book of Exodus, He'll show signs in heaven. You'll see God move in ways that you never thought possible. Anybody in here seen the miraculous of God? Anybody in here seen God do something? You're like, man, God did this for me. I know we all seen God, and He gets you out of slavery, out of darkness into light. He gets you out of the things that will have you in your life bound, the sin that you couldn't let go of. Uh, I don't know, the, the relationships, the things that kept you in a place in which you will work, and everything will be stolen. And God will say, follow me. And when he takes you out of slavery, maybe today is your day to come out of that place. He'll say, I'm not going to show you where you're going, but I have a promise. Somebody say with me, I have a promise. So he'll take you to places in which you walk and you say, God, where am I going? You've seen the miraculous of God. And you have to believe without seeing. Anybody ever been there? You have to believe without seeing. And as God takes you to this place, he'll show his wonders, he'll show his might for you. But there's another place that he takes you. And many times in this place, we question God because it looks like a desert. In fact, look at me, please. It is a desert. Come on, can we get real for a little bit? Anybody in here ever been, a, been in a desert in their life? And you say, God, I know you called me out. I know your presence is real. But where are you? I'm dying. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I don't, I don't want to complain, but I just, it's a desert. And when you're in the desert, God will remind you of the promise. And that's what I'm here to do today. The promise of God in your life hasn't changed. The call of God in your life hasn't changed. He has not changed his mind about you. He loves you the same. He loves you the same yesterday. He loves you the same today. And he's saying today more than ever, louder than ever, if you will follow me, somebody say, follow me. I'll take you to an inheritance. It's already yours. We sit. A couple of years later, In the living room of our new home, everything we owned, everything, remember we're in a one-bedroom apartment, fits in the living room. With a call from God in our life to serve Him, to preach. I saw the miraculous of God. Walk into a house, four bedrooms, two and a half bath. I didn't even have my green card. I know, don't call Amigra right now. I had my student visa. I couldn't even have a job. But God gave me a house. And I look at her and I tell her, I told you. told you God was going to give us a house. One day, I picked that house because it had the biggest backyard. 
I didn't care about anything on the inside. She was worried about the kitchen and the, and the restrooms. I was worried about the backyard. Come on, my man in the house. And I'm like, man, we're going to have two dogs, maybe three. And she's looking at me, man, that's not my promise. I go, I know. <laughs> Your promise is here, my promise. Come on. Listen to this. One day we're going to have two kids. And my daughter's going to look just like you. And my son, I need to pray harder. <laughs> Israel was out of Egypt. <laughs> but the house was too big for them. Oh, I hope somebody gets this today. The dream of God in your life is so big. So big that you don't think you can do it. But he chose you even when nobody else chooses you. Look at me, please. He chooses you even when you don't choose yourself. Moses is the leader, and God says, Call out leaders. Come on, somebody say with me, I'm a leader. Call out the leaders in every house. Call them out. Call them out. Call them out and go see what I promised. Calls them out. Verse 17 of Numbers 13. Verse 17 through 20. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. Now I want you to get this. Many of us know the story as a story of the spies, but it's the story of the leaders. <laughs> he called them to spy, but they were leaders. And said to them, go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, a few or many. Now, now, hold on. Look at me for a minute here. Did God say to do this? I don't hear you. Did God say to do this? He told them to go and send them to see the land. Did he tell them to go and see how strong they were? We handicap the promise of God in our life when we don't follow. Somebody say follow. We, we follow orders, but we want to make sure that we put what we think so that we feel safe. Whether the land they dwell in is good, uh, verse 19, or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not, says verse 20, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Somebody say with me, fruit. Get with this. Bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season, come on, of the first. Oh, I hope somebody gets this. Now the time is the season of the first ripe grapes. The harvest is ready. I want you to go and see the harvest. God is saying, I have a promise for you. I have an inheritance for you. If you have a promise, no matter the cost, somebody say with me, no matter the cost, you will follow and you will go and you will sacrifice. No matter the cost, you will say, I'm willing. But if you don't keep the promise in front of you, you will quit. If you don't keep the promise in front of you, you'll say it's not worth it. I'm here to tell you that God today is calling you out as a leader and saying it's worth it. It's not too late for you. What he has in you, what he has in store, he's invested too much in you, Andriana, to leave you there. He's invested too much in you to say it's too late. He's invested too, there's years in you 
of prayer over your life. Look at me. Over your life, your grandma prayed over you. Your mama prayed over you. There's years invested over you. You're not going to stay there. God's not going to leave you there. There's a promise. There's a promise. And in that promise, God says, I want you to go and possess what is yours. There's things that God will not do for you. There's things that God will ask you to do for him. Did you hear me? There's things that God will not do for you. There's things that God has asked you to do for him. And I'm here to tell you that the promise is not about you. It's not so that you can get rich. It's not so that you can look good. It's so that your children can have a place to grow. It's so that your children can have a place to worship God. It's so that the next generation can see a God that's real. And if you're willing, somebody say with me, no matter the cost, you will see your children worshiping God. Scriptures keeps reading in verse 25 of Numbers 13. They returned from spying out of the land after 40 days. Now they departed. I have to stop there. Somebody's been fasting for 40 days. <laughs> Somebody's been fasting for 40 days. In Jesus' name, possess the land. In Jesus' name, possess the land. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. I want you to see this. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us and truly it flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell on the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites well in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites well in the mountains, and the Canaanites well by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb, come on leaders, quieted the people. Come on. Shh. <laughs> Before Moses and said, my question here is, what in, why did, why did, why did Caleb quiet the people and not Moses? Let us go up at once and take possession. For if we are able to overcome it. Somebody say, when they overcome. Quiets the people and say, listen, we can do this. But the man who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against that people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men, that there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers, listen to this, in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Now, if you read Joshua chapter 2, Scripture says that when they actually speak to somebody from there, it says that they were afraid of them. They were afraid of the Israelites. So they didn't speak to anybody. They just assumed. Come on, you got to be careful with assumptions. 
But the problem here is that they saw themselves as grasshoppers. Somebody say with me, I have a promise. If you have a promise, you, no matter the cost, you have to follow. No matter the cost, you have to say, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to what you're calling me to do, God. That's what I'm going to do. The problem many times that, that we have is that the reason we never go from being saved to being blessed is that in the desert, come on. And let me hear me out when I say being blessed. I'm talking about the Beatitudes. I'm talking about being complete in Him. If you're still caught up on wanting a new car and calling that a blessing, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, yes, God will give you more and it's God will give you to give, but I'm telling you, the blessing is not the car. The blessing is the people you are with in the car. The blessing is who you get to bless with the car. Come on. The blessing is the fact that you're able to testify about Jesus in that car. The blessing. They asked uh, Michael Jordan on one of his documentaries. Michael Jordan, the best basketball player that has played the game, most trophies. Come on. This guy wins, has everything. Even right now, anything he plays, he wants to win. So they say, MJ, what do you say to the critics that say that you're just too competitive, that you care too much about winning? You lost all your teammates. Nobody likes you. I mean, your coach is burly. He says, I don't care about them liking him. I care about them respecting he said, well, well, what do you say about, what do you say about the critics that say you lost your wife because of the game? He said, ask Tom Brady. No, no, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> what do you say about, what do you say to the critics that say about your kids that say that, you know, you lost the best years with them? MJ looks at the camera with tears in his eyes. He says, I'll ask them if they ever want anything. What do you say to those that say it cost you too much to win? I'll ask them, have you ever done anything that's worth it? A couple of months ago, packing in that house that God gave us, my baby is going to college. I sit at the stairs. I look at the house. I need a storage now for everything we have in there. 20 years. But we're getting everything out. We're about to get in the van to take her to school. I look at her and I say, one day, we're going to have five grandchildren. One day, I'm going to walk her the aisle in a white dress. Because if you have a promise, one day, I'm going to rejoice that she graduates from college. Because if you have a promise, somebody say with me, no matter the cost, 
follow. But Jesus says, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross. <laughs> Deny yourself. No matter the cost. His promise. So if I have to forgive, <laughs> so if I have to repent, so if I have to believe again, so if I have to believe when I don't see, come on, somebody say with me, I'll follow. If I have to believe despite of the giants that I see, I'll take possession of what he promised say amen to that. Stand with me today. Thank you for tuning in. We want to remind you that you are the salt and light of this world. So if you enjoyed today's message, share the podcast with your family and friends. And remember, go deeper and follow Jesus.